0: 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. And good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. Today is a very special day. Today is Veterans Day. And when you hear bells ringing at 11 o'clock today from churches all around the greater New Bedford area, Remember that the purpose of the bells is to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the armistice that ended World War One. November 11, 11 o'clock in the morning on the year 1918, the armistice was signed that ended the Great War, the war to end all wars. And today we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we have some special guests with us this morning because today we want to celebrate Veterans Day. We want to honor all veterans. So if you are a veteran listening, first of all, I want to say to each and every one of you, thank you for your service. Thank you for serving your country. And I'd like to begin by introducing my special guest who's here often, my son, Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete.
1: Good morning. Good morning, everyone.
0: And Pete, we have a special history in our family, don't we? Yes. Four generations of Marines. Starting with my grandfather, who served in World War I. I'm going to talk about him a little bit. And my dad served in World War II and Korea, saw combat in both places. And then I served in the Marine Corps, and then Peter served in the Marine Corps. So we're proud of our family history, aren't we, Pete? Definitely. Yeah, we were just talking about it on the way in. But we're not going to talk just about Marines today. We're going to talk about the Navy. We're going to talk about the Army and the Air Force and the Coast Guard and the Merchant Marine because every branch of the military... And by the way, merchant marine uh, servicemen are also recognized as veterans uh, today. That's a fairly recent occurrence, but they've also served a very important purpose in all of the combat actions that we've had in this country. But I'd like to begin this morning and say hello to Justin Latini. Uh, Good morning, Justin.
2: Uh, Good morning. Uh, Good morning to everyone this morning.
0: Justin is a a veteran. He uh, served in the United States Navy. Uh, With Pride, you served in submarines as well?
2: Correct. Silent service, uh, fast attacks, and ballistic missile submarines.
0: And um, you're doing some really important things. I know you are from Westport. You live in Westport. And you're working on a very special project right now, which is the uh, Vietnam Veterans Wall.
2: Correct. There's a permanent uh, Vietnam Veterans Wall. Uh, We break ground uh, coming spring. Uh, It's a 360-foot Permanent replica of the Vietnam Wall in uh, D.C. It is a, um, we have the proprietary rights of Massachusetts and a 50 mile radius, which includes uh, pretty much all of Rhode Island. Mm.
0: And where is this uh, recreation of the Vietnam Wall going to be located?
2: It's going to be at uh, Bicentennial Park in Fall River. It's about a half mile upstream from. Um, Battleship Cove, mm-hmm. and the Iwo Jima Monument is already there, Korean Monument, and the State Gold Star Family uh, Monument is on the site.
0: Mm. Well, it's a, an amazing tribute. We're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail, but a little bit of background of um, um, about Justin. Justin, you live in Westport. Um, Right now you're also – are you working currently or you did work at the Mass Department of Corrections? Now I'm retired. you retired from Department of Corrections. Correct. So you have a lot of time to spend working on, uh, on the wall. important projects like the wall. Now didn't the uh, – I know at one point the traveling wall, the Vietnam wall, um, came to uh, UMass Dartmouth, I believe, because I think I remember seeing it there.
2: It yeah, was a few years ago. I know Wareham and Weymouth uh, recently, and I believe uh, the – 14th through the 18th will be at Foxborough, the traveling wall.
0: Okay. And But the wall that you're working on, the project that you're working on, is going to be a, a permanent replica. Correct. Recreation. It's
2: an 80% replica of the D.C. wall, so it's around 360 feet long, 8 feet high. We'll have the 58,000 plus names on it. Uh, the, the wall will be located on uh, the site of the Bicentennial Park.
0: Okay. When do you think that will actually be dedicated
2: uh, right now, our goal is to cut the ribbon on November 2020. Okay. So, we're so it'll be about a two-year two project two to get that out. done.
0: Well, I think it's really exciting because there is already a, rec- a replica of the uh, Iwo Jima Memorial, um, and I've seen that, and I've been there before to view that. That I've was also dedicated, se-
2: what, about five years ago? Yeah, I believe it was five years ago. that was.
0: I've seen that. I've also seen the one in Washington, D.C., yeah. And I've also seen the one in Paris Island, South Carolina. That's right. Have you ever seen the one in Paris Island, South Carolina, Pete? Uh very, very briefly when I was actually
1: in boot camp in '96, and then we visited Paris Island. Oh God, I don't even remember when. It must have been sometime around early 2000s. I, I don't rem- remember when, um, but we went by there very quickly. It was surreal to be back
0: there, and and I saw it then um, a little bit more in detail. Mm. Well, a little bit more information about Justin. He, uh, Justin, you served in the United States Navy from 1971 to 1974. You received an honorable discharge. But what I find fascinating is the fact that you served aboard nuclear submarines and several different types of them. I guess, right?
2: Correct. Correct. Uh, throughout my career, uh, we were—it's uh, a volunteer service. So not only did I volunteer to go in the service at 17, I then was foolish enough to. Raise my hand and, and say yeah. but well, let's let's try submarines. So it's so here's an important question. If
0: you went into the navy at the age of seventeen, did you have to have parental consent?
2: I did. Um, actually, I had to. Uh, I, short story. I went to the marine recruiter first and took the paperwork and came home and gave it to my dad and I handed it to him and he said, um, I won't sign that piece of paper. But if you come back with a navy form, he says I'll sign it. That's he was a former. Uh, World War II Navy veteran, so uh, okay. I went back and gave it back to the Marine recruiter the next day and picked the other one up right next door. And
0: That's a great story. And then you ended up in a submarine. And then,
2: so, <laughs> yeah. So, How does that work? Huh? I don't know if he
1: wanted you to, to continue the naval tradition or if he was trying to keep you off of the front lines, but you ended up in a submarine.
2: There he goes, yeah. And then, of course, then when he found out later that I was in submarines, he probably said, I should have signed the other form.
0: Well, of course, as we know, the uh, Marine Corps is a, a A small part of the United States Navy, right?
2: Well, they're the men's club, we're told. The men's club. club. I like it.
0: (laughs)
1: That's actually something I I was not going to say. That's an old joke, (laughs) that that the Marine Corps is the Department of the Navy, the men's department. But I wasn't going to mention that because I don't (laughs) believe that. (laughs) No. Um, I was just saying that um, on the way in that I've got two boys who are, you know, 12 and 15 almost, um, you know, getting to the age where they are making their own decisions. And I don't think either one of them will continue and become a fifth-generation Marine. I'm not going to push it. But if they uh, decide, I really hope that they become a, a chef or
0: something so they're not anywhere near you know, harm's way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Justin, I also know that um, you're currently president of the Vietnam Veterans Chapter 207. You're commander of the Honor Guard and secretary of the Massachusetts Vietnam Veterans of America.
2: Correct. As the, uh, as the president of the local... Uh, Chapter two hundred seven out of Westport. We have eighty members, wow. uh, all Vietnam uh, War veterans, mm-hmm. uh, some combat, some mm-hmm. uh, non-combat veterans. And on the state council, we have uh, fifteen hundred Vietnam veterans here in Massachusetts belong to that organization. And the um, our Honor Guard. I'm pretty proud of our Honor Guard. We've performed over three thousand military funerals uh, since its inception in nineteen eighty five. That's amazing. From Seekonk to the Bourne, and actually last year. The year before, we were uh, at the Bourne Cemetery. Uh, they asked us to come down to do a ceremony there for the, uh, mm-hmm. the 100th anniversary.
0: So, and that's, those are all people who have uh, been Vietnam-era veterans?
2: No, for us, uh, we, uh, our services are provided to any veteran okay. uh, who has passed. So, we, uh, yesterday we had a funeral for a World War II veteran. So I not It's not know just Vietnam veterans. Okay. Uh, we,
0: well, that's good to hear. Well... Uh, Today is Veterans Day. It's November 11th, uh, 2018. It's the 100th anniversary of the signing of the armistice that ended World War I. It's uh, truly a historic day today. There are a lot of events taking place today, and I want to give some of that information right away first. Before we talk about the actual background of what is Veterans Day and why is it important and why is it celebrated, so uh, today um, at 11 a.m., Appropriately, uh, November 11th, 11 a.m., the New Bedford Parade, Vietnam Veterans Parade, kicks off at the intersection of Rockdale Avenue and Union Street. So you're saying it's at the 11th hour on the 11th day of right. the 11th month? Correct. Yep, <laughs> it is. That's a very important date. In Fairhaven, uh, their parade kicks off at 9 o'clock this morning, um, as it does uh, every Veterans Day. So today, Sunday, November 11th, 9 o'clock, And the Fairhaven Parade uh, begins on Main Street, and it goes from the Oxford School all the way south down to the Fairhaven High School. Uh, For many years, uh, we've had a a friend of mine and uh, Masonic brother, Jim Cochran, uh, who's been on the radio show as well. He's no longer the veterans agent of Fairhaven, but a quick shout-out to Jim if you're listening this morning. Thank you for everything that you've done to make the Fairhaven Parade uh, memorable and, and participate in that and he served for many years as a veterans agent also. Now so I've those parades are important, and do something to celebrate Veterans Day. I just had a
1: quick question um, for you, Justin, and is, that is um, you are actually the fundraising chairman for this uh, um, 80%-scale wall, Vietnam Wall, that's coming to Fall River. You're breaking ground in the spring. Um, are you still collecting um you know, monies—is is it fully funded, or oh, no, is it something we're, uh, that you're still looking to? We're,
2: we have to raise about one point two million dollars for this project, and we're about five hundred thousand so far raised. And mm-hmm. we have a website, which is Wall dot org.
1: That's what I was going to ask: is yep. how do people donate? Because yep. I imagine right through still the
2: website VietnamMemorialWall.org. And if I could, um, we just actually went into an agreement with the Twinbrook Golf Course down in Hyannis. And this is kind of very unique that from November 1st to November 1st uh, next year, any veteran who goes to play at this golf course, if they bring three friends, they don't have to be veterans, the golf course will donate $10 for each player hmm. toward the wall. So that uh, yeah, uh, any great. veteran um, that goes down there. If they're playing at that course, identify themselves, show an ID, and the golf course per player will donate the $10. And that's at the Twin Brooks Golf Course located at 35 Scudder Ave in Hyannis.
1: That's excellent, and uh, thank them for doing that. Uh, I would imagine somebody would have to bring either a DD-214 or a oh, military ID. And they drive his license um, also
2: an, that states they're a veteran yep, with a V or the disabled American veteran.
1: Yeah, code. Massachusetts, I think, started doing that only a few years ago with yep. allowing veteran on the license. On the license plate they do. I
2: mean on their license.
0: You know, today we're going to be talking about veterans' benefits and veterans' rights and, and how you can qualify for certain veterans' benefits. Um, I do want to mention we have another guest with us today. Uh, Unfortunately, he's sitting outside the door, and that's uh, Bradford Fish, Brad Fish. um, He's currently the Veterans uh, Service Agent for the town of Westport. He's a great guy. Um, I would mention that he's also a former Marine, um, or some would say you're never a former Marine. You're always a Marine. You're just wearing a different uniform, right?
1: Yep, Exactly. But um, before we go any further, just uh, for any of you listening who either are not, um, you know, on a computer and able to go on and donate online or who do not golf, uh, if you want to donate to this um, permanent 80% scale Vietnam Wall that will be in Fall River, it's just a a really great project that they're doing, Uh, you can give them a call to donate money at 508-673-3300 or send a check to P.O. Box 4210, that's
0: 4210, Fall River, 02723. Thanks for that reminder, Pete. I'm going to have you repeat that again a couple of times before the show is over. I want to just mention quickly again um, uh, Brad Fish, who's a veteran service officer. The reason that we've got him sitting out the door is not because we don't like him, but he's uh, a very poor voice today. He's got some kind of a cold, so he was reluctant to come in and talk in the studio. We may come in, have him come in after him just to say hello or semper or something. So I, I told uh, uh, Justin uh, earlier, uh, Justin Latini, who served in the Navy, I said, you're really surrounded today because you've got three Marines surrounding you. We're mm-hmm. all part of the family. We're all, all part, part, of, part the of the same family, family. All all aren't same we? Family. Yes, we are indeed. Um, Brad served in the United States Marine Corps from uh, 1981 to 1986. He was a helicopter crew chief. Uh, Later, he also served in the Army National Guard uh, for quite a long time. He was also a helicopter crew chief in the Army National Guard. Uh, He was called to active duty in 2003 to 2005. He was in support of Operation Noble Eagle. So he's had a very interesting military career. And he's now the veteran service officer for the town of Westport. Right. And... um, He's married. Um, He's got four children, two boys and two girls, and both of his sons also served as Marines. It's a family A lot of history here. A lot of history today. Um, If you'd like more information, um, by the way, you can contact Brad. You can get in touch with him at the uh, Westport Town Hall. um, 508-636-1028. Good. I want to mention that it's a requirement in the state of Massachusetts that every city and town has to have a veterans' agent. So you've got somebody in your own town. if you are a veteran or if you are a widow or widower of a veteran, um, you have the ability to find out whether you have any benefits that are due to you or that you're entitled to. Contact your veterans' agent. I'd like to give a little bit of history about – Veterans Day, and why do we celebrate Veterans Day, and so forth. And um, I suppose we should start out with a couple of quotations today. Um, there's a couple of quotations that I tested out earlier that we decided would not be necessarily... I think you can use it. You just need to censor that one word. Yeah, can I, think I do be, that? Sure, that would be appropriate. <laughs> All right, so uh, Major... Uh, Mad Dog Mattis. <laughs> Mad Dog Mattis, Marine General James Mattis, who's now a member of the uh, Cabinet in the Trump administration, says... I come in peace. This was to uh, Iraqi tribal le- Iraqi leaders. Iraqi tribal leaders, good. I come in peace. I didn't bring artillery, but I am pleading with you with tears in my eyes. If you screw with me, I'll kill you all.
2: <laughs> Except we didn't use the word
0: screw. There you go. <laughs> so that was one of our more colorful quotations. He does not mince words. No, he's an interesting man. So we're going to talk a little bit more after about the Veterans Day. I want to mention one other e- event that's taking place today at the Fort Tabor Military Museum or, uh, down at the bottom of Rodney French Boulevard. Um, at 2 o'clock to 2.30 today, there's going to be a presentation, identification uh, by Mr. Stephen Tabor. Um, and there's going to be a lecture on World War I. There are going to be coffee and donuts served, and if you'd like to attend that, 2 o'clock this afternoon down at the Fort Tabor Military Museum.
1: And that's a really great museum, and uh it says here almost 100,000 guests a year visit, and it's completely admission-free. They just take um, you know donations, and uh, I've, I've actually been there before and talked to, at the time it was the um, head of the museum, now it's somebody, uh, Joe Ling, Ling Loy. And uh, if you have an old picture of somebody in your family who served in, and you have a picture of them in their military uniform, they will find a spot to place it in the museum. Oh, I didn't
0: know that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we were fortunate enough a few years ago that the uh, New Bedford Standard Times recognized our family and our family heritage in the newspaper with uh, pictures of my grandfather, my father, and, and me and Peter in our military uniforms, and did a story about our whole history. Unfortunately,
1: and, not enough people, you know, celebrate the history of our, you know, military and,
0: and support the veterans. It's just not common anymore. No, but I'd like to give a little bit of information. Veterans Day actually began on November 11, 1919, one year after the armistice was signed that ended World War One. So on the first anniversary of the end of World War One. um... Veterans Day began originally as Armistice Day, became a national holiday in 1938. November 11th became a national holiday. And there's, there's basically a difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day, and a lot of people don't understand that distinction either. Um, Memorial Day is the fourth Monday in May, and that honors American servicemen and members who died in service to their country as a result of injuries incurred during battle. Veterans Day, on the other hand, pays tribute to all American veterans, living or dead, but especially gives thanks to living veterans uh, who serve their country honorably during war or peacetime. So Veterans Day is for every veteran, living or dead, and it's an important thing. And by the way, in 1954, President Eisenhower changed the name of the holiday from Armistice Day to Veterans Day. So that's fairly recent as well then there was some confusion about which date would be honored and which date would be recognized. And originally it was going to be the fourth Monday in October. And then basically in 1975, which is also not that long ago, uh, President Jerry Ford returned Veterans Day back to November 11th because it is a very important historical significance. Um, So this date today is a great day in history. It's a very important day in history to remember you know, the other thing that's interesting, um, Justin and, and Pete, is that we're not the only country that celebrates Veterans Day. Um, Britain, France, Australia, and Canada also commemorate veterans of uh, both World War One, World War II, other wars on uh, November 11th. Canada calls it Remembrance Day. Britain calls it Remembrance Sunday. They have a slightly different date but many, many European countries celebrate this date as well. If you are listening and you are a veteran, there are
1: a lot of different restaurants in the area that are providing free meals for veterans. You just have to show proof, uh, military ID, or again, you know, your driver's license that says veteran on it. Uh, Chili's is offering a free meal, um, you know, for lunch or for dinner on uh, this Sunday today. Uh, Applebee's, same thing. Uh, you can get a free lunch or a free dinner today. Um IHOP, which is in Dartmouth, um, is offering free pancakes, but that is, and actually it's red, white, and blueberry pancakes, um, but that is tomorrow morning, Monday, November 12th. Um, and then Olive Garden today is offering a free meal, as well as Texas Roadhouse. Now I know that TGI Fridays used to do that as well. Um, there probably are other restaurants. If there's a favorite restaurant of yours, you might want to call and ask. Um, it's it's a you know small thing that these restaurants are doing. That's a, a, a nice little tribute to the veterans.
2: Mm. And you know, surprisingly, uh, that, that's not well publicized. Is a lot of these restaurants, if you do ask for a military discount throughout the year, and you do show your ID, they'll give you ten percent off. Mm. So uh, it's not advertised throughout the year. But a lot of the restaurants, uh, I believe, Applebee's and a few other restaurants, show your ID and they will give you ten percent off.
1: It seems to me, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, it really seems like just in the last five or ten years that a lot of businesses are really starting to finally appreciate their veterans and do something for them. I don't really recall anything beyond five or ten years. Um, and it's time for the United States government to step up and
0: show a little bit more appreciation for our veterans. Well, I think we do in a lot of ways. And, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to travel to uh, France and Belgium and some of the countries there. And I will tell you that if you ever want to be really proud to be an American, Visit the graves in the memorial sites that are in Europe as well. They're meticulously maintained uh, with dignity, with respect, and it's just wonderful to see. Um, I have to give, um, for the benefit of Justin, Justin Latini, I have to give a Navy quotation. So this is from Chester Nimitz, ah. a famous admiral. It is the function of the Navy to carry the war to the enemy so that it is not fought on U.S. soil. So think about that for a minute. Absolutely. And it's true. You know, we have about uh, 20, a little over 23 million military veterans in the United States. And it sounds like it's a big number, but when you apply it as a percentage, it's probably less than 5% of our population because what, what are we about 350 300. million in our country right now. So these are people who have given service, given time, given their lives in many instances basically to protect the freedoms. We've just had elections in this country. Think about how remarkable it is to do an election in this country and have a peaceful transfer of power. And we didn't have riots. We didn't have revolutions. We didn't have fighting in the streets. We all go to the ballot box. Well, these are the things that we preserve in our country, and these are the things that veterans preserve in our country. When you think about it,
2: yeah. When you ask about freedom today, uh, you know, people sometimes say, "Oh, the veterans." Uh, we don't know veterans, or what about the veterans? And it, it's true. A uh, reflection yesterday, there were no armed officers at polling places. There were no armies on the streets ensuring people got to the polls or didn't go to the polls. Exactly. Uh, and people forget that sometimes at that re- this recent election. And as Vietnam veterans, you know, when we came home, it was a different time, and we were treated differently than the veterans of today. And so our national model at uh, Vietnam veterans is never again will one generation. Of veterans abandon another. Mm. And so as Vietnam veterans, we, uh, we were 10 million Vietnam veterans served. Two million were in country. Mm. But all our veterans, 10 million of us, wartime veterans, uh, we reach out to the veterans of today, especially the young, young men and women today who are serving. And uh, I know myself and, and my members of my chapter, wherever we see them, we, we ensure we walk up, thank them for their service. Uh, we welcome them home. And I think that's an important uh, As a generation gap, I think that's important for us to keep extending our hand back and pulling our veterans forward because it's uh, such an important role they play.
0: When we come back after a short break, we're going to continue our discussion. We're going to talk about veterans' benefits. We're going to talk about the fact that there are 2.9 million veterans in this country, uh, a little bit more than that right now, who receive compensation for service-connected disabilities and how you can apply for benefits or inquire into it. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to come right back, and we're going to continue to celebrate Veterans Day this Sunday. Stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our special Veterans Day show, November eleventh, 2018. At 11 o'clock this morning, when you hear church bells ringing throughout the city of New Bedford and the surrounding towns, and you will hear them, I know my own church is going to be ringing bells at 11 o'clock. I've already verified that. Um, remember what we're celebrating. Remember what we're recognizing. Remember that we are honoring veterans today. And we should do that every single day. So I'd like to say welcome back, first of all, to Justin Latini. Um, thank you for being here with us this morning. Welcome back, Peter Lance. Thank you. Thanks for uh, listening everyone and um
1: thanks for being here justin uh justin you were just talking about um veterans helping other veterans sort of move forward and and um one thing that uh this isn't actually an old study this is from 2014 uh that 22 veterans commit suicide every single day okay. and i actually know for a fact that that number is higher now i saw something i don't remember the number but that's one every 65 minutes, uh, 22 a day. So um, the Veterans Suicide Prevention Hotline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, 273 8255 and uh, definitely
0: reach out to someone if you need help. That's a good reminder. Um, we've done a lot over the years, too, to uh, visit the Veterans Transition House in New Bedford. Um, I've brought your boys there before, Pete. We've delivered food there on a Sunday morning sometimes, um, it's important to recognize. So right now it, it's it's about 3 million veterans in this country who receive compensation for service-connected disabilities, and they earn every bit of it. You know, my own brother was in Vietnam um, in the Army. Um, I forgot what his rank was. He was some kind of – some version of a sergeant, but I don't remember exactly what. He served as an MP. Oh. He saw some really nasty duty. He was exposed repeatedly to Agent Orange. Um, A couple of years ago, he went out and paid out of his own pocket five or six thousand dollars to get hearing aids. And I said to him, Were you exposed to explosions and noises, gunfire? He says, Oh, yeah, all the time. I said, Why didn't you go to the veteran's office and apply for, um, you know, hearing aids because they would pay for it? I, and, you know, he basically said, oh, well, he says, I didn't do that much. But, you know, hell, he served in Vietnam in combat. Yeah. Um, he had kids that would used to throw soda cans inside the little kiosks so they could watch the MPs go diving out thinking that it was a grenade. Um, he got bombed out of a Jeep once. He was riding in a Jeep as a passenger. There was a driver. It was him. It was an officer, a lieutenant, and, and another guy. And somebody put a grenade, threw a grenade in the Jeep. And they all dove out, but the lieutenant didn't make it. He got killed. So, I mean, he saw a lot of nasty stuff. You know, he's entitled to benefits. And I said, if you don't do it for yourself, and this is a message to any veteran who's listening today, think about your family. Think about your spouse who may survive after you. Uh, If you have service-connected disability, you're entitled to benefits. You served. Uh, This is what these programs are for. Anyway, he finally went and applied for information, and he now has a 10% service-connected disability, and that's going to be important to his his wit- his wife if he if he uh, dies before
2: she does. I think what happens uh, is a lot of veterans, people think it's as soon as you get out, there's veterans with 30, 40 years later are affected by their, their service, and they don't want to equate that with their service, their disability. Uh, and I tell every veteran, you know, you came home, you put your uniform away, you went to work, raised a family. And now, either in retirement years or later in life, those injuries you occurred in your service sure. are now starting to to fester, and you need to address that. And with every town, city, and town in Massachusetts with a veteran service officer, it is very easy. Um, to like like Brad Fish, you go in, uh, sit down, have a cup of coffee with him, and he will do the paperwork and 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 evaluate and let you know what's available for you.
0: Well, we're talking with uh, Justin Latini this morning. And you can reach him at 774-201-9017. He's spearheading the Vietnam Wall, uh, Traveling Wall Recreation Project. Not Traveling Wall. This is going to be a permanent. This will be a permanent permanent wall wall. in Fall River. We've had the Traveling Wall
1: visit us twice in the last 10 years or so, once at Fairhaven and once at UMass Dartmouth. With him. Um, Yeah, possibly. But... um, I mean, even a a scale replica, and I think that's a smaller version than eighty percent. Isn't that like like a thirty-five
2: to fifty percent scale?
1: So this eighty percent wall will be something to see. Uh, They are still about seven hundred thousand dollars short of their goal. It's going to be completed around this time, two years from now, twenty twenty. They're breaking ground in the spring, uh, this coming spring of twenty nineteen. But they still need about seven hundred thousand dollars. So I'm going to have Justin repeat really quickly the. uh, Information about the golf course in the Cape that if you are a veteran, you can go there and play with up to three of your friends. They'll donate $10 each towards this cause. Um, And uh, if you are uh, able to access um, a computer and donate online, you can go to VietnamVeteransWall at gmail.com, or you can send a check to P.O. Box 4210, Fall River, Zero two seven two three, or call five zero eight six seven three 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 zero zero,
2: and our website uh, Peter is VietnamMemorialWall dot org. Make sure you hit the dot org, and that's Twin Brooks Golf Course out in Hyannis, which is uh, going to match those funds, raise funds for the wall. Also, with any veteran who brings uh, players with them, each player will uh, uh, the, the golf course will donate ten dollars per player.
0: Yep. Maybe we'll have to think of some other fundraising things that we can do to assist also. But uh, assuming that I'm still standing and assuming that I'm still standing in front of a microphone before you actually have your dedication sure. ceremony, um, make sure you get back in oh, touch absolutely. with me. And we'll do a show and we'll just talk about this project.
2: Well, I hope to come back next year at this time. And sure, and absolutely. we'll update you yep. and uh, all the veterans. Uh, again, in throughout Massachusetts, this is really a regional wall. It will cover the, this region. The closest mm-hmm. wall, I believe, uh, that's a replica is in Kentucky. So.
0: Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. So. Well, I, I commend you and I commend your group for doing this. This is, I think, a really important project. I have to give you another Navy quotation uh, before I bombard you with Marine Corps quotations. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is a gentleman who uh, recently died. Um, he's, as far as I'm concerned, he's always been one of my heroes, a national hero, and that's John McCain. Ah, uh, John and he said, for much of my life, the Navy was the only world I knew. It is still the world I know best and love most.
2: That, that's uh, John McCain.
0: That's John McCain. Um, I admired him from the time that I first saw him, learned about him, and you know, certainly respected him. He was supposed to
1: give a speech um, at my uh, Bravo company uh, up in New Hampshire, our, our um, birthday ball. He was supposed to give a speech. Mm-hmm. And then was right before he announced he was going to run
0: for um, president. I, I mean, this is going about 15 years or more. During the break, we were talking uh, with, briefly with Justin and saying that one thing we really have in Massachusetts that I think a lot of people don't understand uh, very much is that every single city in town has a veterans agent and how important that is because many states don't. Many states, they have to travel for yeah. long distances, you were just saying, uh, to find a veteran's agent and find out what their benefits are that they're entitled to. And, Ray, sh-
2: just down in this area, for you know, is in the South Coast area. Providence VA would be the VA that you would go to. Um, so anything really from uh, the South Coast area, your VA would be Providence. But your your uh, service offices are located in your town or city.
0: Yep. Um,
2: Do you have the brochure, Peter? This- um,
0: I'm th- sorry. Th- go ahead.
1: I was going to say this show is uh, for all veterans, but we would um, – not be good Marines if we didn't mention that the Marine Corps birthday uh, was yesterday. Uh, and uh, it was November 10th, 1775, the year before we declared our independence, that the Marine Corps was created um, at Tun Tavern in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, uh, Tell
0: me about that T-shirt you just saw.
1: Yeah, there's, I, I've got to get it. Nine Line Apparel is a clothing company all for you know veterans, uh, every branch, and just patriotic people. And uh they donate a portion of their sales to veterans organizations, but there's a new T shirt and it just says Tun Tavern with a couple of you know old wooden casks behind um behind the the, the, the lettering and it says Tun Tavern because no good story ever
0: started over a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> what did it start over? <laughs> oh a lot of beer I'm sure. Of beer. <laughs> Um, I want to give a plug and a very important piece of information to anybody listening today. uh, For uh, Lance Law, Inc., Um, uh, my wife and Peter's mother is attorney Tenny Lance, and uh, she is a certified veteran specialist. There aren't a lot of people who are that category. That's a free service offered to veterans. So she has a lot of knowledge and has had a lot of training on veterans' benefits. And I'd like to read something on the back of the brochure. The VA prohibits anyone to be compensated for assisting in a benefits application process. Uh, We at Lance Law Inc. are pleased to help you at no charge with completing and submitting the VA application materials. So the important thing is uh, she's happy to provide advice if somebody is looking for information about veterans benefits. She's not entitled to charge anything for that. They have a very interesting little uh, pamphlet called Your Guide to Veterans Benefits. I think it's very useful talks about what benefits are available, aid in attendance, for example, which is a monthly income amount granted to a veteran or a spouse. Uh, There are conditions for that. Um, You have to have certain connections to the service. Some of them uh, relate to periods of war. And you don't have to have actually served in a war, but you have to have served in the military service during a period of war. So, for example, the Vietnam era, which... um, Justin, you're probably more familiar with, is August 5, 1964, through May 7,
2: 1975.
1: Correct. Correct. And so just to sort of summarize that, um, my mother, Attorney Tenny Lance, provides this service free of charge uh, as a certified veteran specialist. She's actually had to go um, through formal applications and training processes and is actually registered by the VA. And she is an advocate on behalf of you, the veteran,
0: or if it's uh, a dependent or a survivor of a veteran. So there's a lot of useful information, even in just this little pamphlet called Your Guide to Veterans Benefits. It talks about medical factors that determine the amount of veterans' benefits available. One particular thing I want to mention, because there's a brand-new regulation that went into effect only on October 18, 2018, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, there are now new regulations that govern VA pension benefit programs, and this is particularly important for veterans or spouses who may want to qualify for the aid and attendance pensions. Um, the maximum amount of that benefit, by the way, is 2169 unless that's changed recently. Um, but there's some new asset tests that didn't used to be asset uh, tests. You could you could transfer assets out of, out of your name just before applying for benefits, and that was okay. And now what the regulations do is they are somewhat copying some of the Massachusetts MassHealth Medicaid requirements, and that is there's now a new three-year look-back period. That went into effect on November 18th. What does that mean? It means that if you have uh, a lot of assets but you're looking to collect benefits, If you've transferred assets within the last three years, you may not be eligible for the benefits. And therefore, what you need to think about doing now is some advanced planning. So the bottom line is, um, if you served in any branch of the military service, um, if you want this little guide for veterans' benefits, give a call to their office at 508-998-8800. They'll be happy to send this little veterans' guide to you. And you must have similar information, too, I would think, uh, I know Brad would have it as veteran's agent for the town of Westport.
2: Correct. Uh, all West that fish. information is um, updated to the VSOs on a, on a, a yearly basis. Actually, uh, two weeks ago, they just finished their training. Each uh, VSO, veteran service officer, has to be certified right. through the state, and I was just up the training up in Lemonster uh, two weeks ago.
0: Hmm. It's really important stuff. You know, we're talking about veterans today. We've mentioned the fact that Fairhaven's parade kicks off at 9 o'clock, New Bedford's parade kicks off at 11 o'clock uh there's a program on world war one and the armistice at two o'clock today at the military museum at fort tabor at fort tabor do something to honor veterans i mean it doesn't really honor
1: veterans but i'm interested in seeing this they're opening up the armory room for the first time and it's going to be a display of guns from colonial to modern times in addition to a small collection of machine guns
0: you know um I'd like to give a little bit of information out of uh, respect and honor to my father and my grandfather. Uh, It's really hard to get military history. When I used to talk to my dad about what did you do in the service, where were you stationed, and he said, oh, I don't really remember. He says, we just went from island to island. We'd make an amphibious landing on one island, and then we'd be there for a month or two fighting, and then we'd rest for a week and go back on board. Navy ships, of course, yes. <laughs> and um, they'd take us to someplace else, and most of the time we didn't even know what island we were landing on. We just you know had the orders to go um, so i'd like to mention my grandfather first of all. Uh, he died when he was eighty six years old uh, he lived in Worcester his whole career. Um, he fought in World War one he served in France with the Fifth marines third battalion um, as most people are aware, um, those that was the war where people were gassed and had mustard gas and you know a lot of really horrible uh, things were done during that war. He was wounded. He received the Purple Heart. Um, both Peter and I have tried on a couple of occasions to get the military history and it's really hard just to get his military history. Um, it was a little easier for my dad. My dad served in the Pacific from uh, February of 1944, and he returned back in San Diego aboard a Navy ship, of course, on uh, November of 1945. So he was gone for close to two years. So here's an important date for you to think about, Pete. He was in the assault wave on uh, the Marshall Islands, 1st uh, of February to five February, 1944. He didn't arrive home until November nineteen forty five. I was born in September, so I didn't even see him or he didn't even see me until I September was September of forty four. Couple yeah, September forty four. He didn't see me until I was quite um you know, almost two years old. And various islands, um, he he did land in Guadalcanal, but not in the assault wave, but um, that was a I think a strategic point after they had already captured it. He was held as floating reserve for the Japan invasion. Um, There's a whole history of the various places where he sailed to. He sailed from the Marshall Islands. Uh, He arrived and disembarked in Guam in July of 1944. So think about this. In February, beginning of February 1944, he was in the assault wave in the Marshall Islands. In July in 1944, he was in the assault wave in Guam, and when
1: was I it? can read it. When was it that? Because um, he was in a tank unit that went over a landmine, and didn't he um, pick out shrapnel that eventually,
0: you know, sort of with gravity, went through his body over time? Um, there was a little bit of that, but mostly he served in at least three separate assault waves that we know of, which is the amphibious landings. And then later he came home, and then later he served in Korea. So he served in the Korean War as well. Yep. And he received um, one Purple Heart or two? Uh, no, he received uh, one Purple Heart, so he was wounded. So tough history. You know, we can't imagine. My own father died uh, young. He died younger than his own father did. He died at the age of 73. He had cancer. He had had a kidney removed. Um, he served a total of 20 years in the Marine Corps, retired as a first sergeant. Uh, so long distinguished history and um you know obviously we're we're proud of him and proud of my grandfather as well well
1: one of the um just most amazing stories that i you know tell people once in a while is when he got really sick he couldn't even speak to you you went and visited him every single week even though it was an hour and a half drive um at least to go and visit him at the the veterans nursing home that he was at and uh the last month Uh, he didn't say anything to you because he couldn't and you would sit there with him for an hour and talk to him and the last time that you ever talked to him you didn't know it was going to be your last time but you said alright dad well I love you I'll see you next week Semper Fi and he sort of sat up and said Semper Fi son of a and that was the last
0: thing he ever said (laughs) I didn't know if he could really hear me or not but we used to part company I've I've told this story before but it's also very touching When he passed away, by the way, um, they had 17 Marines in dress blues at his uh, funeral service. I think uh, Ray,
2: that also reflects, especially on Veterans Day today. There are so many veterans uh, in some of these in, in, in rehab centers and nursing homes, and it wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if they all got a visit today on Veterans Day? Uh, for those veterans in hospitals and, and rehabilitation centers and nursing homes that don't get uh, visitors. So if you're out there today after the parades and you're you know heading home and you're, you're thinking of something to do, it would be nice to stop in and, and just walk in and ask if there's a veteran in the, in, the, in the hospital or the nursing home or the rehabilitation center that would like a visit. It's important. And, and it go in means. and just shake their hand, tell them thank you. And uh, just spend a little bit of time with them.
1: It means more to them than you can ever imagine. (laughs) Um, I helped to recreate the Great In Your Bedford Marine Corps League back about seven or eight years ago, I guess. Um, I'm still a member, but I'm not an officer any longer. I just didn't have the time with my children. Um, But I filed the paperwork with the Secretary of State's office and everything to get get it off the ground again. That Marine Corps League has raised so much money for veterans organizations, and every Veterans Day a group of us go and visit the nursing homes um, and and pay special tribute to the veterans that are in there.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's just so important, and, and like I said, you, you cannot put a value on that. Um, and especially uh, this Sunday, on Sunday when um, men in uniform are on TV playing a kid's game, real heroes are uh, in are walking around who should be thanked and yeah. should get the attention today because every person, every veteran who raised their hand and took that oath, and we all took that oath, and we know it. We um, were they all dis-
0: scared as hell, weren't we? We were yeah, scared.
2: <laughs> <at laughs> what 17 the hell did years, I do? <laughs> And, uh, you, you know, just a, just a thank you today to all of them Well, that's,
0: that's a great sentiment. And I'll tell you something really simple that I do a lot, and I'm sure of. That a lot of you do, and, and thank you, Brad Fish, for jumping into the microphone, even though you have no voice today, and thank you for your service. Here's, here's one thing I do a lot. You'll see a lot of guys, sometimes they'll be pushed around in a wheelchair, and they'll have, you know, veteran, and they'll sometimes say whether they were in the Navy or the Army or whatever they were in. What I like to do as much as I can is I'll just walk up to them and, and put my hand out and say, thank you for your service. That's a real simple thing that everyone can do, yeah. and you should thank them. But do something to celebrate um, Veterans Day today. A quick word that I always like to say about flag protocol. So if you're going to one of the parades and you see the flag going by, if it's a a large flag, like three by five, take your hat off when the flag goes by. Uh, Put your hand over your heart, salute the flag. Now, if the local bands are coming by and they have little bitty flags, you don't have to do it for that necessarily, but certainly the, the major flag standards that are going by Show some respect for your country and take your hat off. Um, we do this at sports events, too. Sometimes people have to be told mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. But mostly, honor a veteran, uh, thank a veteran. Um, Peter, give some more information about the WALL project. And, <coughs> or actually, Justin, you could do this. Uh, How can people
2: contribute if they want to support
0: this, uh, this really a, important project? Yeah, there's,
2: there's two really ways to go. It's the, it's the website is vietnammemorialwall.org. And on that uh, website, uh, there's a donation page where you can donate directly through the website. You'll get receive a tax deductible thank you or you can send a check to PO Box 4210 Fall River Mass 02723. And remember this is not a Fall River wall. This is uh, not even it's a Massachusetts and Rhode Island wall, but it's really a regional wall. And this wall will complement the three other memorials that are already on the site. The Ujima Gold star in the Korean Monument. This
0: is a very special day. Before we run totally out of time, we've got about two more minutes. I just want to say good morning to Brad Fish. Good morning. (laughs) And he doesn't have much of a voice. But you know what? He served in the Marine Corps. So he showed up. Five
1: years in the Marines and 17 in the Army National Guard.
0: He showed up today because that's, that's the way he's built. Because when you serve in an organization like the Marine Corps, You're going to show up no matter what. So he didn't want to speak today because he can't talk. So maybe it's just as well. Before we run totally out of time, I want to say uh, to you guys, um, Semper Fi, Semper Fidelis. Semper Fi. Thank you for your service. Justin, thank you for your service in the Navy.
2: And thank you. And if you need a ride, we'll be there. (laughs) I'm sure you will.
0: (laughs) And to every single veteran who's out there listening today or every single family member, who has somebody served in the military, um, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you have done and continue to do for your country. And remember to see people like Brad Fish in Westport or in your own city or town. See your veteran service officer to find out what benefits you're entitled to. And um, they have protected, veterans have protected our rights in this country. Do something today to honor them. And just always remember to say thank you to a veteran for their service. And thank you for listening, Justin. uh, Thank you so much for being with us, Justin Latini. I think this uh, replica wall project is really exciting. Um, If you want any information from any of us, give us a call. Give a call to Peter, for example, at 508-998-8858, and he'll be happy to provide information. And God bless America.